Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I talk a lot about how Chicago is different when the Bears win. Today, most people will look at like the Bears winning the NFC with the snow falling down and there's Brian Urlacher with the Hallis Trophy is that being a perfect day. But this win over the Packers to win the NFC North felt like a perfect day if you're a Bears fan. Think about it. The sun was shining, got up to what, like 50 degrees. So you were able to be out. You didn't have to be completely bundled. And if you were in the sunshine at Soldier Field, it was great. And you know how people are after it's been cold for a little while here. You give Chicagoans a 38-degree day, and they'll take their shirts off. But you had a a 50-degree day. The sun was out. The Bears won the division. They won the division at home. They beat the Packers to do it. And in doing so, coupled with the Vikings win, eliminated the Packers from playoff contention. I don't know if it gets more perfect than that. Welcome in. Welcome into the podcast. We break down Bears games on game day Brought to you by the fine folks at the Chicago Wolves. I'm going to be at the Wolves game on the 29th. It's Superhero Night. You should come to ChicagoWolves.com if you want to get tickets. I'm going to give some away to listeners of the House of L podcast. So if you're interested in going, hit me up. House of L podcast at gmail.com. Now, on to the business of this win, this 24-17 win that the Bears had over the Packers. I don't know how much game breakdown you even want me to do. This feels like a celebratory type podcast. I, I I can break the game down. I can tell you some of the cool things that happened in it, like Khalil Mack getting a sack of Aaron Rodgers while having an offensive tackle hold on to his face mask as he's being backed into Rodgers and still not quitting. Him recording his 12th and a half sack, joining a very small list of people that have had that many in one season. You get to names like Richard Dent when you're talking about that, and he's still got two more games to go. We could talk about Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, I think, had his best moment as a Bear. This is his best game as a Bear. What's really weird, if you look at the numbers, I think a third of Leonard Floyd's career 15 and a half sacks have come against the Packers. 
So when the Packers show up, there's something about what they do protection-wise that Leonard is able to make plays, and he made them. Like, it wasn't just him getting Aaron Rodgers twice. It was also him making plays out in the field, like him in coverage, him tracking down the run game and making a couple more tackles. Would he end up with seven, six tackles in the game? That's quality work if you can get it. We could talk about how they used Jordan Howard early on, and it worked. And then they used Tariq Cohen, or how Mitchell Trubisky played within himself. And I thought that that scramble that he picked up, it's a weird thing to say, but I thought that was the turning point in the game. I felt like it was was a 14-yard run that he had. It was one of those plays where if he gets sacked, the game feels different. It feels like the Packers have taken control of it. Mitch escapes the sack, gets to the sideline, gets 14 yards, gets a first down, keeps a drive going. He didn't really make any mistakes. I, I wouldn't say that he played brilliantly, but he didn't make any mistakes. He was 20 to 28, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Boom. When your defense is playing like this, that's all you need. We could talk about the fake punt. I was if you were watching the the side cast, which we do during the third quarter, I called it out. Barry Horowitz moment for me. I called it out and I said, This this feels like a fake. It's a fake. As the Romulan would say on Star Trek The Next Generation. I know that that's a deep cut. I know that I'm a geek and I'm adding my geek to my football geek. Some of you dig it. Some of you may not. Anyway, we could talk about that. I thought it was bizarre and and I feel like you're in plus territory. Your offense, let your offense be on the field and let them do what they got to do. And if they don't get the two yards, fine. A more conservative type person would maybe say, just punt the ball and see if your defense can hold up, I I get the logic behind it. And Matt Nagy even said after the game, look, there are going to be times you guys kill me and I'm going to deserve it. And that would have been one of those times had they lost the game, but they didn't, they didn't lose the game. They're NFC North champions. They eliminated the Packers. It was sunny in Chicago in the middle of December and 50 degrees. You had a great time. You're probably having a great time listening to this, reliving all this stuff. The Bears are still have a chance at a bye. That is still a thing. With them being 10 and 4, if they finish 12 and 4 and the Rams finish 12 and 4, guess who's got the tiebreaker? Head to head, number 1 tiebreaker. It would be your Chicago Bears. So there's still time. They can they still can get a bye. Anyway, It's cool when the Bears win. It feels great for the city. Like it's, you know, I work in a business where we are often thought to be these cold, cynical, you're a sports guy and you hate teams that win. No, I don't. You know how much easier my job is when a team wins versus when they lose? You know how much happier everyone is? When a team wins versus when they lose and when the most popular team like the Bears win, it feels it feels better to do the show. 
I don't have to come in there all grumbling like, let's dissect every play that went wrong. No, for a little while, at least we can enjoy this. And I imagine that the guys at club dub, that's what they call their, their club that they have at soldier field, get the dub, get that win. They celebrated. I saw Tariq Cohen got a grill now. That matches his chain. Are you serious? Swag surfing. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to use that term because I'm too old. But I appreciate the fact that he went out there and did his job and he did fumble. And that was another one of those plays where had they lost, you could ask some questions of Matt Nagy, but they didn't lose. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that thing, you know, because he's like Jason from Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger or who, whomever you will leatherface, whoever you want to put in there as the horror movie villain. That's Aaron Rodgers. You can't kill him. He just keeps coming back. And today he killed himself. Brett got screwed. Brett got screwed. Brett got screwed. No, Brett screwed himself. Look back at that game. I can't wait to watch it again. I cannot wait because of how many opportunities Aaron Rodgers is going to be MFing everything when he looks at the tape on the ride back to Green Bay and goes, I missed guys. He missed. And not because the pressure was crazy, even though they got after him pretty good, sacked him five times. But I mean, with fairly clean pockets and guys running free, Aaron Rodgers missed throws. When does that happen? It only happens in a year when your team is doing all the right things and everything breaks well for them. Aaron bleeping Rodgers missed throws at Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers, who passer rating against the Bears coming into the game was 105.9 WCKG. Aaron Rodgers, who's 17 and four against the Bears, or was, now he's 17 and five against the Bears. That guy, the guy that did, hadn't thrown an interception in 402 pass attempts until he ran into the Bears at the end of the game. Unfortunately, the bad side of that play is that Eddie Jackson looks like he, he did something significant to that ankle. He says he's all right. He left in a boot. I'm not Canadian. He left in a boot. Hopefully he's okay because he's a big key to their defense. But Aaron Rodgers missed throws. He missed them. He flat out missed them. Throws that if it were Mitch Trubisky, we'd be killing him for. I know I would. You know I would too. But the GOAT, the Hail Mary GOAT, didn't get the Hail Mary to go, even though he had it right there. Nice push off by Devontae Adams, by the way. They lose Aaron Jones to a knee injury. They go out of balance, and yet they were still in it. But usually that ends with Aaron Rodgers being victorious in like a one-point or three-point game, him smiling, and them still, still having a chance to go to the playoffs, and then the Bears seeing them in the first round. Like, that's that's how it how ordinarily that script would be written. It would be, oh, the Bears are having this great year. They might win the NFC North. Well, they lost that game to the Packers, and then that opened up the door for the Packers to finish off the season with three straight wins. The Packers come into Soldier Field as a sixth seed and beat the Bears. That's how that would go. 
But we're out of that bizarro universe now. This is the Bears division. So they shut Rodgers down. They didn't give up the big play to him at the end. They made the big play themselves. They win the game. They win the division. Everyone party. Everybody dance now. I don't have clearance to play that on the podcast or else I would. Where do I sing it? Everybody dance now. Some people seem to like when I go a little more silly on the podcast than serious. I mean, I can get serious if you want, but who cares? I mean, not this week. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a party. Maybe I should have gone with the original Snap version of I Got the Power. I'm sorry, not Snap. Chill Rob G. My bad. My bad. Shout out to Chill Rob G. All right, that's enough. Let me get serious again. I've been thinking about adding this element to the pod for a couple weeks, and maybe now that the games are getting real serious, I'll do this. I wanted to share a little post game, but not too much. And I'm at the score studio, so thanks to the score for allowing me uh, usage of this. This is Khalil Mack, and get his name. You might think, like, why is he pronouncing it that way? That is how that man pronounces his name. Ka, Khalil. Like, if you look on the Bears sheet, it says capital K-A-H dash L, little L-E-E-L. Khalil. Or Khalil, if you know what I'm saying. But here is Khalil Mack talking about getting here and winning the NFC North and what this year has been like. And I'm sure he feels very justified in the difference that he made from the moment that he walked in the door. This was him in the locker room, and I want to talk more about him after you're done listening to Khalil. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all it's all working out. Uh, <laughs> I was able to get the win, and that's what it's all about. Uh, it's not just about me, man. It's all got four guys working together, rushing the pocket, and uh, those guys in the back end did a real good job. Um, knowing they got some great receivers over there on that side of the ball, so it was a challenge, and uh, stepped up to it. Stepped up to the challenge. All season, you guys, have, all season, you guys have rebounded or responded to the challenge when the offense gives the ball up, or yeah. something like that. And after the fumble, yeah, uh, today I think you guys had two three and outs and then an interception. What yeah. changes in mindset about quick changes? Yeah, like you said, it's just the mindset. Just the mindset. All guys being on the same page, understanding the situation. Uh, we want to make the most of it and, and be dominant in those situations. Uh, knowing that's things that's going to happen throughout the game, but uh, it's our job to be ready for the adversity. Yeah, yeah. What's it like to play a game like this? Uh, it was it was refreshing, man. It was refreshing to understand the situation and being at home, uh, seeing those fans show up. Uh, we wanted to, to to clinch it in any any way possible by any means, and um, just wanted to wanted to be real special and, and have it done at home. Get it lost, done at home. Sorry, you had a lot of sacks in your career. Have you ever had a sack with your back? Damn, I got that one. Yeah. They give you half. 
Oh, they getting mad? I'll take it. Back sack? Ever happened before? Nah, man. Uh, by any means necessary. I think the guy kind of grabbed my face mask and I couldn't even look at the quarterback. So I, I didn't know where he was at. And so, uh, yeah, I'll take it. They gave it to me. What you think Oh, man. Leonard showed up and showed out, man. Um, special dude on the other side. And um, I knew it was going to take. It was going to take both of us getting out there. And, um, yeah. It was, it was yeah, it was good to see. You say what, man? Now that you've made the playoffs, is sky the limit for this team? Uh, just one game at a time, man. Looking forward to next week. Uh, we just got to put them, stack them, stack the wins, and put them together, and um, yeah, see what happens. You sound like your coach. It's really one game at a time. that's that, that, that's hey, great coaching, man. Great coaching. Everybody on the same page. So, what would you say was the difference in this game versus the first Green Bay game? You know, Aaron Rodgers was going to make a comeback. It was going to start throwing down the field. You guys uh, stopped him. I got I had a little more football under my belt um, <laughs> than that first game. Uh, knowing the situation, knowing what he wanted to do, uh, know he was going to try to get the ball out quick, know he's going to scramble a lot. Uh, and everybody was ready for it. Everybody was on the same page. And, uh, yeah, you can back this mic up a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> 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 like, oh, buddy. How much did it help that Roquan blitzed at the time you got the sack? And yeah, man. Yeah, Coach Vic, the Fangio, man, the evil genius, man. Um, guy has the right calls at the right time. And I feel like, yeah, that was the perfect call. The perfect call at the right time. The boom mic got a little too close to Khalil. The video is hysterical by the way, absolutely hysterical because you see it creeping in like a spider. And Khalil's like, okay, could you like back that up just a little bit? Let me give you some numbers on this guy. Khalil Max, 12 and a half sacks on the season, which is tied for third all time on Chicago's single season list with Richard Dent. Dent also holds the record with 17 and a half sacks in 1984. Mack and Dent are the only two Bears to record at least 12 and a half sacks in franchise history. Additionally, Mack logged his 12th career multi-sack performance, bringing down Packers Aaron Rodgers on two and a half occasions. It was Mack's third performance this season with multiple sacks. Only J.J. Watt has more multi-sack games dating back to 2014. I remember the podcast, and it was the podcast that kind of jumped off me doing Bear stuff along with the interview stuff. September 1, they get Khalil Mack. It changed fortunes. It absolutely changed fortunes. This guy is a real difference maker. And it's been fun to watch him interact and make that defense better. While I'm at it, I said this on the football after show over on NBC Sports Chicago, and I'll say it to you on the podcast. You know that I am not or I have not been the biggest fan of Ryan Pace. I've not. But. Outside of the kicking game, which has seemed to settle down with Cody Parkey, although there's this fear in the back of my mind that they're going to need a big – I'm not going to be go to negative town today. Look at the job that Ryan Pace has done this year. He hired the right coach. John Filippo was out there. And that guy's already been fired as an offensive coordinator. There are a lot of people who thought that he, could, he would make, and he may still make a, a, a good head coach. He went with Matt Nagy. He went out and pulled the trigger on the Khalil Mack trade. A trade that has changed the fortunes of the Bears as a franchise. He drafted Roquan Smith. And while I thought the handling of the Roquan Smith negotiation was a little bit suspect, they got the right guy. Oh, did I mention 
that Roquan Smith is now second all-time for tackles for a rookie. He's got 107 of them. The record is 124 by Brian Urlacher. He's got two games left. You do the math. Kid's got a shot at that. Another 10 tackles for him today. He keeps pace. And going back to pace, he keeps Vic Fangio. He finds a head coach that is not intimidated and not threatened by Vic Fangio. That's not easy. A lot of guys like to come in like, I got my own guy. He knows what I want to do defensively. Matt Nagy took a look at this and said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that top 10 defense that they have and let that guy just do what he does. And it's worked out. They drafted James Daniels, who's come in and played great. They drafted Anthony Miller. So I give a lot of props to to Ryan Pace. If I'm going to beat him up when he does silly stuff, I got to give him props when he does great stuff. He deserves any sort of accolades that he gets for NFL executive of the year. Think about where this franchise was a year ago. Think of how horrible and just it felt dreadful and without hope. And he goes out and hires a guy who I think has gone a long way to restoring the fun. And I, I talked about it last week a little bit too. Matt Nagy has allowed for you to have fun again as a Bears fan. Whether it's the crazy plays or his genuine enthusiasm for the game that seems to be infectious. He's made it fun again for, for Bears fans to be like, hey, we're we're in this thing. We're, we're not just here to be beat up by the Vikings or beat up by the Packers, but we're in it. So major props to Ryan Pace for the year that he has had, the offseason that he had. And now you start looking at the postseason. Alex Brown said something really interesting today. He was talking about how he thought the Bears were a year away. And I think he's right. Like when we looked at it, like, oh, you know, maybe they'll be a contender next year. Well, what he said was, is, well, you're here now. Like you might as well finish the job. And you look at the Cubs. Go, think back to 2016, and I hate to make, draw comparisons between two different sports. But what I'm talking about is most of us kind of looked at them and like, yeah, they're going to be good for a really long time. In 2015, you're like, oh, well, yeah. And then 2016, they're, they're there. Like you start to see it in 2015, 2016, they win it. Football is so mercurial. And I thought about that when I was sitting on the set with Matt, Lance and Alex where you have guys, and, and they said it, you know, you're sitting there thinking you're going to go back all the time. You think that you're going to win divisions and go to the playoffs all the time. And since they won the division in 2010, the Bears hadn't been back to the playoffs. Since Matt's team, who, by the way, did let the Packers in in 2010, and then they met the Packers in the NFC title game, and the Packers beat them to go to the Super Bowl that year, you think you're going to be there the whole time. So since you're already there, make some noise. Make it fun. Whether it's a trip to New Orleans or a trip to Los Angeles or one of those teams coming to Chicago because that's still in the mix. You can still do that. It's fun. 
I'm excited because it means more people listen to the pod, more people listen to the radio show, more people tune in to the television show. I got enough suits. I rotate them. So I'll be ready for the playoff game, whether that's on wild card weekend or divisional round weekend. I hope that those guys celebrate, but I also hope that Negi says to him tomorrow, yo, there's still stuff to play for. There's still stuff. Don't slip in the San Francisco game. 49ers have been playing better ball, and the Bears, if there is one knock on them or two, it's they haven't played great after extended absences, whether it's the bye week, the mini bye after the Thanksgiving game, or Mitch off of his three-and-a-half-week vacation or whatever it was. And they haven't played great on the road. Their losses, three or four of them, come on the road. So be ready for a team that's improved with, with Nick Mullins back there slinging that thing. Go do you. I like it. But it's fun. It's really fun. You're having fun right now. You're having fun. You've turned up the podcast. You're like, yeah, this is great. Give it five stars if you're listening via iTunes. Write a nice review. It's always warranted. But it's cool to have a Bears team that's good. It's good for everybody involved in covering the Bears. And I'm glad that you make your choice of listening to my podcast each week as it goes up. I'm also thankful to the Chicago Wolves for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate them. Going to go out to Superhero Night. Follow them on Twitter at Chicago underscore Wolves or TicketChicagoWolves.com. And like I said earlier, if you're interested in going on Superhero Night, email me. House of L podcast at gmail.com and I'll see how many tickets I can get from the wolves. They've been pretty good about giving me a, a lot of leeway when it comes to this partnership. And I'm glad that we've become partners in this deal. The bears win. Wait, let me, let me give it to you. Like the way that you want it. <clears throat> the bears win 24 to 17, moving their record to 10 and four. Conquering the NFC North as champion. Beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And eliminating them from playoff contention. The Bears still have an outside chance at a bye in the playoffs. Your team is officially going to the playoffs. They have officially won the division. And they are officially a scary team for anyone that is going to come up against them in the playoffs. I appreciate you listening. If you're listening Sunday night or early Monday, which is appreciated, I will be on the score talking about a lot of the same stuff. If you haven't checked out part one of the interview with my students that they did with me, which is the episode previous to this, it's really good and you should check it out. Part two is even better and it's going to drop later on this week. A lot of questions that you've asked me about my career that I've been reluctant to talk about, I talk about with them. And so I'll share some of that stuff with you later on this week. Congratulations to you. Matt Nagy gave you a, a game ball a couple weeks ago. Bears fans have responded. It's fun. It's a good thing when the Bears are good. Enjoy the rest of the night or the rest of your day. Because your coffee will be a little, have a little bit more caffeine in it. Breakfast will taste better. 
People will be smiling as they walk down the street in the city. It's a good thing when the bears are good. Peace.